welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are so ready to talk about the HBO Max series, White Lotus. Um, This was another show that felt like it was like a collective watch with the public and... Um, there's lots to be said, so many layers, a lot of spoilers, so probably a very short non-spoiler section and a longer spoiler section, because <laughs> I know us. But first, TV news. Jordan, what do you have this week? One thing I was excited to see because... Um, It's a reminder for me that I've been really, I've been meaning to start this show for a while. It's the other two and they're getting a season two that's dropping on HBO Max on August 26th. And it's a show, it's former uh, head writers of SNL making a show where they, it's a, it's a guy and a girl and they play siblings whose much younger brother becomes a YouTube star and they're oh my like, gosh. yeah, they're like trying to kind of. I remember of, this coming out, but I yes. forgot about it. Like season one is old ish and I just have never watched it. And now it's on HBO Max and I've like bookmarked it and just keep forgetting. But now the season two is premiering August 26th. And so it's helping me remember. I'm like, OK, I really want to start season one. I've meant to for ages. People I trust like in the biz are to always talking about how funny <laughs> it <our> is. friends. <laughs> Friends of the pod love this show. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I've, I, it's been like on my to watch list for a billion years and now I have real incentive to finally start it. Well, I had no idea. That's really good to know. I'll have to add it to my list too. My only piece of news is classic me. Another thing that I actually haven't watched um, but the trailer for BJ Novak's new FX slash Hulu series came out. And it's just remarkable how many people are in this show. Um, something else that I think is kind of fun and interesting is that an author, her name's Gia Tolentino. She wrote Trick Mirror Reflections on Self-Delusion. And she's like a well-known journalist. Like she... Um, wrote the new Britney expose with Ronan Farrow that came out oh, like last okay. month. Okay. Um, she co-wrote one of the episodes of BJ's show, which I just is, think is really interesting. And I'm kind of excited to see that because I'm always intrigued by like people's career paths and how they can go from like, I mean, obviously she's a writer. She wrote a book, but like r- writing books in d- like journalism and then crossing over to TV is interesting, and I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, I agree, because it's, like, very different writing styles and genres. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I really liked her book. Okay, cool. And I need to read that book, too. So Yeah, you should. This is a good to-do list I'm getting from today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Books, TV, what else? What else? What other kind of content can i consume (laughs) (laughs) Um, recording a podcast yeah (laughs) she's a triple threat (laughs) she reads she watches tv (laughs) she has a podcast (laughs) she's such a multifaceted woman oh man wow 
Um, my last piece of news, light news week, according to my yeah, book works. Um, did you see that Ryan Murphy, in addition to American Crime Story and American Horror Story, he's getting two new FX spinoffs, American Love Story and American Sports Story. Okay, I did see this, but that was all I saw. Do we know what the love story is and what the sports story is? Well, I kind of intentionally didn't learn more. But <laughs> American Love Story is going to be about JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. I'm not familiar with that, with their love story specifically, to be hmm. honest. And American Sports Story, which now that I'm reading this... It seems kind of like a crossover <laughs> with American Crime Story because it's about it will focus on former NFL player and convicted murderer Aaron Hernandez. So, oh, sounds like you could have just done a crime story, but well, and is what the do I new know? one with um, Bill Clinton is that technically American Crime Story? Yes, that is. Uh, that is. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Categorized as. A American crime story which I'm kind of like <laughs> is that was it a what? crime did anyone no one went to jail I right mean, the, the crime was lying under oath right but like I feel like it's like why don't you just make like American headlines story or <laughs> something news story because like yeah <laughs> it's just like American <laughs> story story like <laughs> it's just an American story he should just combine all of these into one thing american story <laughs> especially because i would say that american crime story is like though these are the best things that ryan murphy puts out in my opinion agree one there's just so much content that he is attached to that it's wild and some of it is not good and some of it is good i don't know yeah well and some of ryan it is like murphy. some of it is half good and half terrible like it's yeah it's very it's just like a wild ride and i just don't think that there's any way that a, like that a person could watch literally everything that he does <laughs> and like not just be frustrated like it's you know, i feel like i have to pick and choose which things of his i'm going to watch mm-hmm. um but yeah i at first i thought that was like a joke like this announcement but then i just saw that <laughs> other people were like making jokes about it but this part is true because i was like oh there's literally like a variety article about this so <sighs> it's that just like funny this it's like maybe the most exhausting news we've ever read <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast in my opinion american so. tv story american <laughs> hate story well because then it's like he had his feud series that is not part of the american story canon it's just feuds but as far as i know well, I think there's only been also, one so like, far it's titled american horror story right yeah which like is a totally different thing yeah and some of those it's like yeah though all these other ones now are like supposedly based on true stories american horror story as far as i know is like inspired by like a horror legends but they're not, like, factual stories. Yeah. So that's also strange. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. It got our attention. I guess that was the goal. 
yeah <laughs> that's really <laughs> that's actually end game for everything ryan murphy's it yeah. literally is like well maybe you hated it but at least you're talking about it exactly all press is good press is that what it's called yeah which you said to me earlier which i think is why that's in my brain yeah <laughs> just that kind of day <laughs> so much press <sighs> all right well short and sweet news week which is good because we have so much to talk about with the white lotus the white lotus we can get into more of an overview but basically it's a bunch of different people on vacation in a at a hotel called the white lotus in hawaii and what's fun about it is that there are so many different characters who are like in different um stages of life and like different groups of people who are on vacation together so there's like a family that's together a woman who's traveling alone and the people some people on their honeymoon and so we kind of took from their stories and for our top three we're going to choose a friend who we would want to bring on vacation with us on with our family um if we were on our honeymoon um who would the guy's mother be that would join us on our surprise us on our honeymoon? <laughs> so who's a, uh, who do we choose as our mother-in-law that would be fun to hang out with on our honeymoon in Hawaii? And then lastly, who would be our resort hookup? So these are clearly all three separate um, <laughs> scenarios. Yeah. We wouldn't be on our honeymoon also hooking up with someone random yeah. at the resort. We're, we're, we're playing ourselves in very different stages of life. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is funny that we say that because I guess I'll start with my friend on vacation. I actually had a really hard time thinking of this one because I was thinking like of myself currently and like my current age and, um, so and thinking like how they would jive with my parents right now and now I'm like I guess maybe I should have chosen someone if I were more in like high school age because that's more of when I would be bringing a friend on vacation but oh well I chose um Mindy Lahiri (laughs) brilliant I was like she can be like professional she's a doctor so she has like bedside manner so she could like talk to my parents and be like cordial with my family but then she would be a great time and is funny and um would be down for fun totally well because like you don't want it's not the same as like bringing a boyfriend on a trip with your parents but like you don't you want your friend to still kind of like reflect well on you and like kind of impress your parents so Mm -hmm. great choice um, Thank you. I thought of it in the same way you did of like someone our age now, which okay, is really good. funny, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I said um, Fran from Shrill. Oh my gosh. I thought of her too. So no that's way. a great answer. I was actually worried that you would pick her too, because like, I know we both love her and mm-hmm. it's such a brilliant pick because she, like uh, Mindy, she's definitely up for a good time. And I thought that Fran is also very like, She's a chill kind of presence. Low who, drama. Yeah, very low drama. Gets along with everyone. So, like, that would not be a problem. And a bonus is that since she is gay, she would not try to steal my resort hookup. <laughs> that's a 
really good point. So like this, I guess that like that does play into my resort hookup choice too, because <laughs> that's me at this age. Like all that's all me. And in my in this, yeah. like Fran came with me, but I'm also trying to look around the resort for a hot guy. Yeah. That makes sense. That those two things can exist at the same time. Perfect. Yes. Um which I guess they did in the in the show. We were pulling both of those storylines from the same family. So yeah. that makes well, that, sense. It is funny because I'm like, well, there's also, it's like it, you could have also been, like there were a couple of resort hookup storylines too. Because I at first thought That's of, true. I at first thought of Paula, but actually Tanya, Jennifer Coolidge too. So it's like kind of, yeah, whatever. It's just whatever you want, I guess. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> we love that. So we absolutely are obsessed with that. <laughs> we should just turn this into a choose your own adventure podcast. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say the way we do it kind of always is, <laughs> but that's not really true. We have, we have, a, we keep it very well organized actually. Yes, we do. I think. Um. Okay. Mother-in-law that crashes on your honeymoon. Um, a very fun mother-in-law crashes a honeymoon and fun for um, us maybe not fun yeah, for fun the characters for us, not fun for the <laughs> them um so i was trying to choose someone who would be fun for everyone mm-hmm. and i said uh lorelei gilmore which i understand would not be i would not be marrying i would never marry rory gilmore in a million years for a lot of reasons but so this is her yeah. pretending like she and Luke had a child. 100%. Yes. Um, but she would just be cool and fun and not in our grill and like would leave us alone. But also would hang out with us if we wanted to. That is such a good answer. And literally that is my backup. Like that <gasps> is on my list. Lorelai Gilmore. Wow. The thing is that the one, my number one choice that, this is maybe the most cheating I've ever done is that it's a man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a father-in-law, but I would say kind of has mother-in-law energy. I said Ted Lasso. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because like I can 100% see Ted Lasso being like, Oh, wouldn't that be so fun? Like I'm coming on your honeymoon. Yes. And like, and I just feel like, um, it's definitely a different energy than like your cliche father-in-law mm-hmm like um anyway i just was kind of cracking up thinking like he's to- he's harmless and mm-hmm. honestly he would probably like find his own activities to do during the day and like make other friends but i think like he would still be fun when he was around well it's actually hilarious that you say ted lasso because when i was coming up my with this top three i was like how can I use Ted Lasso in any of these scenarios? <laughs> and I like couldn't figure it out. So I'm glad you found a way. <laughs> but I, I was just I like, found Ted Lasso would be fun to Ted be in Lasso, Hawaii with. He, he he really would. He would be like, he would definitely be like very like touristy and dorky because he is on Ted Lasso. Like he's basically mm-hmm. a tourist, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. like in Hawaii... Like he would, it would just be so funny. He'd be like having like the dad socks with some sandals on, mm, zinc totally. on his nose. Like he, it just would be perfect. He'd always look, ready for excursions. Always. He'd be like up at the crack of dawn. He'd sleep on the beach. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He'd be, he, he would make say, friends with the with the rowers. Yes, he would be rowing every morning. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's my dream mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for allowing this blatant You're cheating. <laughs> we make our own rules. We do. Um okay, and lastly, for our resort hookup, I said Connell from Normal People. Oh. I chose Connell because I think that like it would just be like this guy that says something like under his breath next to me sitting at the pool or something and it's like wait what did you say and then I find out that he's like secretly funny and cool and um it just seemed like the most natural person I would actually enjoy being around for a fun time at in Hawaii (laughs) for a a romp (laughs) yeah (laughs) great word (sighs) um love it also, where has he been? Paul Mescal. He was an it boy. I don't know. Like, well, is he still dating Phoebe? I don't know. Well, did you? Okay. Actually, forgot to talk to you about this. Leave this in or take it out. I don't care. <laughs> did you see that when Phoebe posted about being at like the Taylor Swift educational facility or whatever like that, mm-hmm. her post, and there was a comment from some uh, someone with Mescal last name with like hearts. And I looked at the profile and it was Paul's like little sister or something who's like, shut up, a Swifty, shut up, hearted, like commented hearts on Phoebe's post. So I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Adorable. So, well, now I'm thinking because Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Joe, has been has been um, filming the Sally Rooney conversations with friends yes wow i hadn't really thought of that connection before me neither the world just got a little smaller and i feel like joe and paul kind of on the same level yeah they kind of look similar and just have that like shy shy boy Mm -hmm. energy shy british boy yeah um Hmm. i'll be thinking about that for a while yeah me too Great answer. And honestly, I really can see you with Connell. <laughs> well, that's the nicest compliment Especially... I've received in a long time. <laughs> well, it's true. And I feel like, especially him at the, like the end of normal people, mm-hmm. like kind of, he's like kind of more found himself and stuff. Yeah. Healthy. He's like in a healthier place. Ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Not, not high school Connell. No. That's for sure. I ship it. Um, my resort hookup, I picked someone who I wouldn't necessarily want to have a a long-term relationship with. I would just want it to be like for the week. And Mm -hmm. I picked, um, Jung from Kim's Convenience. I feel like I've been talking about him. I've, he's been on my mind because he's in so many promoted tweets for Marvel and stuff. Yeah. Simu Liu. And I just think he's very hot. But okay. So his character in Kim's Convenience, at least as far, I've only really watched, like halfway and according to the cast of the show that's kind of how far you should watch because it starts getting (laughs) really bad so i'm gonna stop there um but so anyway he's like very hot but he's not very smart and so i wouldn't really want any he's like yeah he's got kind of a history and 
um i kind of don't want to mess with that i kind of just want to have a resort hookup and Mm -hmm. not actually go anywhere once we're home i think that's a great answer so you wouldn't let's say book a house near where he lived and like want to stay and like hang out with him after after vacation's over no (laughs) that is not that's not the particular plot line i identified with when i was imagining my top three (laughs) i was more but actually neither of them really end the way that i want it would want this to end (laughs) but yeah definitely not gonna fly home with this guy you know okay great all right that was fun we're gonna have really fun on vacation (laughs) it's gonna be a really fun vacation especially when my mother-in-law shows up (laughs) oh my gosh what if we were on our honeymoon separately but at the same time and our both our mother-in-laws showed up and then they fell in love i actually think that that would be a good couple lorelei and ted is Lorelai way too negative, though? Or would they balance each other out? I think they would balance each other out because I think that Ted Lasso is the kind of person you meet where you're like, will you just, like, give it a rest? You know, like, yeah. you're so, you're really bugging me. But then you start to realize, like, oh, like, he knows when something's bad. He's just, like, being goofy. But he's keeping it real, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Lorelai could use some positivity, you know? Yeah. Especially I feel going like Lorelai from- would also like to, like, crack him. Yeah, totally. Well, it's like, um, I haven't been watching season two, so I don't know if Ted is romantic with like the lady who owns the team or anything, mm-hmm. or or if that's the plan down the line or whatever, but they're like a good pair and she's very negative. Yeah, that's true. That's so yeah, that's a good I point. feel like, I feel like it'd be good. Plus like if, in, in this scenario, if Lorelai and Luke are no longer together, like who's more negative than Luke? Like she needs some positivity. <laughs> true and this is me this is a, i'm a luke stan for sure but yeah you know hmm. i i shift Just that big time now interesting thoughts <sighs> things that have nothing to do with the white lotus <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna be listening to this like excited to hear about the white lotus probably and we'll be like <laughs> the whole time we have you ever about thought about f- ted lasso dating lore like gilmore <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what you get when you listen to this. Fun, hypothetical things. <laughs> it's just, we, it's actually, we just secretly watch so- fan fiction podcast. <laughs> we watch so much TV that in our brains, we just have to connect all of it together. <laughs> exactly. It's like serial killer wall in our heads. Yeah, exactly. But that's just all TV characters. <sighs> all right. So, White Lotus, HBO Max. I feel like you explained it pretty well, actually. I was just going to say, I think the only thing I would add to your description is that it also focuses on the staff at the hotel. Great point. In, ad- in addition to the guests. But I think you set it up great earlier. It's these different types of groups of people. They're all rich. And they're going to this very fancy resort in Hawaii. That's basically all we can say about it without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think high level review, um, if you haven't already watched this, which is not very many people that I interact with. I think most people I interact with have watched this. So, um, 
If you haven't, you're not dumb. I'm not saying that. Maybe I am. Just she kidding. is saying that. <laughs> um, but high level overview or review, I would say definitely worth the watch. Really enjoyed it. Didn't quite know how I felt about it mostly the entire time. But I think that was why I kind of enjoyed it because I was like, I don't know why I'm still watching this, but I am. But there's something there and I like had to figure it out, which I found fun. Do you actually want to talk about that for a second? What was it that you weren't? Were you not sure if you liked it or you just weren't sure like where it was going or what was it that you didn't know how you felt about it? I think what I didn't know what I felt about it was kind of the purpose of the show in the end was just like there's a lot of like anticipation and like waiting for these things that in your mind you've made up are happening but they're not actually happening and it's kind of just like a it like was kind of like a tricking my mind I would say like I thought all these big things would be happening and like well can I interrupt you because I just had a a mind explosion that description is how I felt when I was watching Search Party for the first time. Interesting. Where, like, I mean, the characters are, like, trying to put together meaning behind Mm -hmm. what they think is this big mystery, and then it's nothing really matters, you know? Okay. So I was like... That's a really good observation. I would never have thought that, but that it kind of works, like... Sometimes there's not a grander meaning. Actually, most times there's not a grander meaning in things. Yes. Yes. Wow. Beautifully said. And yeah, that's kind of exactly how I felt. And I think I think what also prompted it was like the fact that literally everyone was watching it and talking about it. And so like it was like it was a big deal. And I think it felt like it was being overhyped for something that literally like nothing had happened on the series yet because I started watching it like after it aired like three or four episodes and so um when I like caught up I was like wait a second like I under I I will say that I think it was hyped well like it lived up to the hype as far as the casting goes and like the characters and like the performances which is what most people were talking about anyway so like that totally lived up to the hype but as far as like the show as a whole I was like I don't know if I can even say I like this yet because I don't know what's happening yes that makes perfect sense yeah that's that's my review (laughs) um well and I think it's like I don't think it's a spoiler to say in like the literally the first scene of the whole series is them talking about someone has died And then it flashes back to like the previous week on day one at the resort. And so it's almost like that is a red. Well, it's not a red herring because, yes, there is a death, but it's a red herring that it's a murder mystery and that it's. um, Yes. And that like. Yeah, basically that. That's all I can really say at this point. It it felt very like um, watching The Undoing. Um, where I think people built it, built it up to be this like murder mystery situation when like, that's not really what it was about. And so I think that people who were watching it with that kind of mindset were disappointed in the end. Um, 
So I, I like was thinking about that while I was watching it live. Like even on like episode two or three, I was like, this seems similar to like the undoing, but I'm liking it. I think even better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I like in the this end, I definitely more. liked it better. Yeah. But um, it, it reminded me of that. Yeah. I think that's totally a very smart comparison, especially because yeah, that was another show that everyone was watching week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, like this year it's been the undoing mayor of East town and now white Lotus. I, as I think have been like the shows to watch live, like, you can't like you better catch up before the finale and everything like that so mm-hmm. it's really interesting good job yeah. hbo yeah seriously um yeah i would say my review i don't i um because of the cast like i knew i was gonna love it and um i it definitely did i don't i don't feel like i was disappointed at all i think you're right like it was hyped appropriately um and some of my, like, it was very, it wasn't like, um, ha ha funny laugh out loud comedy. Like, but there were some parts where like either the dialogue or like a visual com- comedic moment or shocking moment definitely did make me laugh. And sometimes I'd be nervous. And so I would be like laughing and kind of screaming. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, it really through the six episodes, it really was like a roller coaster of emotions there were some things like there I I took a picture of one of the faces that Steve Zahn was making in reaction to like during a family discussion that I was like wow I'm gonna <laughs> have to meme this this is so funny um, I can't wait to see the meme I haven't th- come up with something funny enough yet so <laughs> It'll TBD come. it's good it better come because I can't waste this hilarious picture it's so funny um but yeah maybe I would it can say be our post what. <laughs> Maybe it can be our post. Hey, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Except it's like <laughs> horrible quality because it's a picture. Because you know you can't <laughs> screenshot when you're like watching something. Yeah, it's a picture of. It's a TV. picture of my laptop screen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say this. I this will probably be one of my favorite series of the year. I think. Um. I found it very enjoyable even though the characters all sucked it that was something that's very interesting i definitely want to talk about the cast because the cast it was like come for this cast of people you love and stay for like the like dialogue and character development yeah the train wreck seriously Mm -hmm. um so yeah so especially so it's like calling out the people that i already loved going in so we have connie Britton. like if you haven't heard of the cast like you might need to sit down to hear this and also where have you been? <laughs> but it's like Connie Britton, most beloved human, maybe. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, um, Natasha Rothwell, um, Steve Zahn. Um I wouldn't say that Jake Lee Le- Jake Lacey, quite a divisive <laughs> character, but like I feel like when he's cast and stuff, I am always intrigued now. Especially since I really used to be in the I hate you camp like kind of irrationally but it's because you play horrible characters so well but Um, he's always in shows that we both love always and he is always good in them because it's like okay you're intentionally being punchable you know never Mm -hmm. been more punchable than in this show he it was honestly fun and disgusting watching him be such a good awful person um Mm -hmm. a fun 
friend of the pod that we love now, Uncle Rico, John Grease is in this. Like, actually, he's in it a lot. Um, so that was hilarious. I think I broke Taylor's brain when I <laughs> tweeted about that. <laughs> Literally, I like um, couldn't sleep that whole entire night. So funny. Um, oh, also, and I'm glad I only had one episode left to watch with that in my brain. Yeah, I actually I enjoyed watching his whole plot with knowing picturing Uncle Rico <laughs> taking a picture at Deb's photo studio. <laughs> um, also, I liked imagining that this was Uncle Rico, like in the future. Um, that's fun for me. Fan fiction. That's that's all this podcast is. <laughs> um, and I mean, lesser known people did amazing too. Sydney Sweeney was so good at also being terrible. She was very mm-hmm. good, and I would I would say she was very spooky. Yes, I was terrified very. of her. Um, and um, Alexandria Daddario or Alexandra Daddario was also very good. Um, I've never really had an opinion on her before ever, and I thought she was great. Yeah, she confuses me. I didn't know she was like thirty five. I was like, she seems like a child bride, but she's actually oh, thirty five. Interesting, isn't that weird? That is interesting. Yeah. Um, and um, someone I had I did not know who he was before this show, but now I love him, and he was freaking amazing. Was Murray Bartlett who plays Armand? Um, yeah, freaking. I don't even know what to say. I really hope he is like rewarded somehow with awards for this. <laughs> it was, I don't, it was just what, that was a wild ride. His, his character arc alone. It was so much. And, um, especially, especially like from when you first meet his character to like the arc he takes, it was truly shocking. <laughs> but loved him he was amazing and i think he truly took a nation by storm (laughs) i think so too i think the nation is on his side shockingly (laughs) i know (sighs) um i think the last thing we need to discuss also along with that before we get into spoilers is that mike white is the creator and directed all the episodes yes yeah, he wrote wrote too. Wrote wrote and directed every single episode. Yes. If you don't know who Mike White is, which I didn't really until now, which I've like studied his IMDb like for 5 years at this point, I feel like, and <laughs> he's Ned she- Schneebly from School of Rock. That was like the, the one thing I really knew about him. Mhm. And, and I think that's the reason why it's like even if you don't know who he is like you probably have love for this person in your heart because yes of literally because of Ned Schneebly <laughs> yes like you have to yeah really oh which like I don't even think I really realized I think I did know this like in the last few years but like he wrote School of Rock he also wrote some of our favorite um Freaks and Geeks episodes he also um wrote nacho libre like he's just like a very interesting person i could go on for at least 30 more minutes talking about him but i won't but i just think that it's also very fascinating yeah he um i feel like we need like a documentary at sundance about him someday seriously yeah it'll come yeah that'll come 
All right. Are we ready to talk spoilers? Yes. Let's get into it. How did you feel about the finale? Um, I feel good about it, especially the more I was like thinking about it and letting it kind of sit in my brain after watching it and like talking to you a bit about it, reading different, not, I didn't read it. I didn't want to be too bogged down by like think pieces or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely read just some of my favorite critics writings on it. Um, and I liked it. The, the part of me, and I feel like everyone is, it's like, this is not unique to me at all. This is how everyone feels. But that part of me that, like, wants really good resolution for, like, at the end of any story was unsatisfied at first, you know? Like, just being mm-hmm. like, wow, really? Or, like, that's how the story ended? For, like, especially, like, um, it's so funny, though, because now that I'm even thinking about it, like, a day later... Like the the newlywed couple, the fact that she stays with him, but mm-hmm. it's like the f- like when she's crying to Natasha Rothwell's character and she's just like, "You want <laughs> advice? I'm out." And I and it was so funny because it was like, yeah, like the like Alexandra Daddario's like stress in this new awful marriage is valid, but it's also like think about other people like. Mm-hmm. you're de- like, it's like who you're complaining to specifically like yeah like it was just it's just so it's like okay yeah and then like think about all the other things that have happened at this resort like and these um characters who are in much worse places than they started some of them are dead <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Like at first that was chill. It was really chilling to me that she stayed. But then I, I like the more I think about it, I was just like, whatever. Like, of course she did, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the same um, feelings. I feel like the way I felt about this is the same way I feel about the movie Midsummer, where it's like, after it happens, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? And then like with every passing minute, it's like, Oh, and like, I liked this and like that's really interesting and like the more I think about it the more I'm like yes and um yeah I only read one article um written by uh someone that Jordan and I both follow on Twitter Richard Lawson he I really one of the things that I really kind of struggled with with the finale was like well what happened to like so many characters specifically um, a lot of the hotel employees, like mm-hmm. when they Kai, showed in the end, Kai in particular, Kai in particular, but also the woman who gave birth in the first episode, like it never yeah. comes back. And then all of a sudden she's there at the end again, waving. And I was like, wait, that's that girl that gave pregnant, er, that gave birth. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, I really liked what he wrote. And so I wanted to read it. Um, but he, just said like look how uneventful the loss of these people their push into poverty their probable incarceration their death was in the show deliberately narrow pure view working class people shuffled in and out of frame until their utility was expended which i just thought that was a really good uh thought and i don't know i thought that it's like pretty powerful when you think about that Mm -hmm. i am just like curious if like the average person watching the show, how they think about it. And they're not someone who's like already 
someone who's already like reading and investigating like privilege and race yeah or like who's like try like kind of trying to be more self-aware about that like let's say yeah like let's imagine that like like connie Britton's family like she and her husband are like watching the characters in the show like yes. they if they were watching this all play out they like someone that's exactly like them they're probably like yeah they're right like we do need to watch mm-hmm. out for the white middle class or like white boys like they are mm-hmm. having a really hard go right now and they would mm-hmm. probably just agree like they wouldn't see that it's like don't you see this commentary yes. though or you know so it's like it would be yeah that's a really interesting idea so then i was like is this really an effective piece if it's like not making those viewers think about those things but maybe it will it would i don't know it's just like something i've been thinking about that's kind of hard to put into words i guess 100 percent. and i think that's why this show was so good is because I think that, like, as I'm watching it, it feels like something that's trying to teach me a lesson. Mm-hmm. And it sort of does. But then it ends by saying, and all these people are going to stay the same. They're still going to be rich. That's true. So maybe that it already but it's is like, my question's already answered in the show. Yeah, maybe. It's, it is mm-hmm. weird, though, because it is. It's like, I think something that is um that made me think about that Richard Lawson quote that made me think mm-hmm. about how it's like, okay, so then is like, what is the deal with this show? Like the show is commenting on how people of color and in service positions get pushed aside. And then literally the characters also get pushed aside. So they're even less um, present. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so that's bad, <laughs> but it's also real. It's just it's just very complicated. Yeah. I and like I do feel like that's one of the like there's no resolution with any of that either. So it's not even like and here's how to make that better or like improve these scenarios. Yeah. But I think that you could kind of think about it like if that were me, what would I do differently kind kind of thing? Yeah, totally. Well, and it already has kind of affected me thinking about like like, let's say, like, yeah, am I, would I absolutely love to go to the equivalent of the White Lotus, a.k.a. the Four Seasons? <laughs> like, would I love to go there? Yes. Do I love Hawaii? Yes. But um, have I ever really put into thought, like, when, I, when I'm on vacation in Hawaii, am I actively thinking about the loss of, like, the actual people who originally lived there? No. So it's like, I and I'm I'm really not trying to sound like I'm so great because I'm thinking about this stuff it's like I don't know like yeah does this make me feel a little guiltier than I did yesterday yeah (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just it I don't know it's interesting means it's effective yeah but yeah like I had even also like when um Jennifer Coolidge's character gives natasha rothwell's character like that big big chunk of money it was like well is that bad (laughs) but it's like yeah it is and it like it made me think through that like that entire scenario as well where like she had a perfect opportunity to give this woman a completely new life and like create her own business but instead she thought it would be like comparable to like just 
slide her some monetary things that would only last for a very short amount of time and Mm -hmm. and and the fact that like her reasoning for not investing in her business was that she was thinking about she was like it's not going to be good for my mental health because it's my patterns that I keep going into and it's just like and, and I think, like, even Jennifer Coolidge in the after the episode when they're interviewing the cast about their episode and stuff, and she even, like, I thought, she, I loved how she said it where she's like, Tanya is so spoiled that she couldn't, she cannot put herself, she doesn't even realize what she's doing to this woman. And, like, no. she can never put herself in her shoes because of how spoiled and just blind and not self-aware she is. But... She's coming at it thinking that she's, like, very self-aware and, like, but it's all just because she's in her own head. And it, it's totally, like, all these characters, all the guest characters, because it's also, like, the married couple, Jake Lacey and Daddario. It's, like, mm-hmm. she she's having this, yeah, like, your existential crisis is valid, but, like, you're stepping on people, you're still stepping on people's toes. Like, it's just yep. so, it's so interesting. I did have a few qualms that I wanted to bring up really quick. My first one that really bothered me from episode one was that if Connie Britton's character was like such a boss lady and like so rich, why could they not afford to have a room that had enough beds for their family? (laughs) Like they're a family of, they had four people and they let her bring a friend. So like, why couldn't they have three beds? It That did not make any sense to me. Well, yeah, or get one of the suites with three rooms because he had a bed in the closet or whatever. Like, yeah, I think he had like a trundle bed. He had like a rollaway or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also why wouldn't like, it's like, okay, they had sex and everyone could hear them. It's like, you can't restrain yourself. Like, let your son sleep in your room. I think Mm -hmm. that's that's what I would have done it's like you have plenty of room in yours let him sleep in there and even the girls that were sleeping on a pullout in the living room yeah so it's just like yeah very weird that's a great question she's supposed to be like one of the most famous CEOs in the country (laughs) (laughs) or yeah it's weird it's like yeah pay for you don't have to be all in the same suite Mm mm-hmm very weird that is a that's an excellent point. I wonder why they Thank did you. that. I mean, obviously it helps the plot with the yes. sun and stuff. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I should call out I did not mention the sun in the cast, but I have seen him in something else. He's in the woman in the window. And Oh. Since we're talking spoilers, he's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. But he was I liked him. He was pretty good. <laughs> I liked him too, and I thought he w- his whole storyline was very funny. And, yeah, it was great. Um, he played the little brother role just perfectly. He was honestly yeah, very good. Okay, what's your next um, qualm? My next qualm is that when Armand dies, I don't really understand a how he would he really be dead from that little little stabbing it seemed like a little poke 
Yeah. Like they weren't even like if he if maybe Jake Lacey's character was like running towards him, but he was literally just like turned a corner. Yeah. And it like slowly entered his body and it was like not even where his heart was or anything. Yeah. And I was also because they didn't make it look like Jake Lacey was like trying to cover it up or anything. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like he was going to get help. Yeah. That was so that really was. And then on top of that, I didn't really understand why Armand's body would be loaded into the airplane to like be brought to America when like he lives in Hawaii. Like he works in Hawaii, so he lives in Hawaii or he's also Australian. So would he go to Australia or maybe he lived in America and his family lived in America but, like, it just seems, like, a little off. I agree. Especially because it's, like, I was thinking that it's, like, Hawaii is not international. Like, it's not like they're bringing him. Like, Hawaii is in the United States. So, like, mm-hmm. is it, like, a legal thing? Like, that doesn't make sense. And it's not like they were flying him to Australia. Like, they <laughs> were. he was, like, on the same flight as the others, mm-hmm. it seemed. Um. I Yeah, I also thought that was really weird. Those were my biggest things. Did you have anything that you didn't like? The only thing is that, like, if I could choose one thing to get have more information on at the end, it would be what exactly went down between, like, Jake Lacey, like, when he's talking to the police and stuff. Like, I would like to know exactly how that was justified, that, like, he doesn't need to, like, maybe be arrested or something. Like... I get that it wasn't intentional and all this stuff. Like, but is that just okay? Like, I, and I know the point is that he like, he's a very rich, successful white man, but I really just would like to know what that conversation was. Like, what did he say to the cops? I would just have liked to sit. I would like to be, have more of that dialogue and it, like have an explanation yeah. more there. Cause even if it was like self-defense, there would still need to be like, an explanation but maybe the explanation yeah. enough was that he was inside of his room yeah i mean because that's true because he literally was trespassing and taking a mm-hmm. dump in his stuff <laughs> which is another qualm so graphic it's almost <laughs> like it's not that i would want them to take it out i really and i i've said this to like a, i've said this so much i i am really the first person who loves to talk about poo i love talking about everyone's bowel movements and hearing <laughs> what people go through <laughs> but i do not enjoy watching the act and seeing <laughs> like act. that that looked like actual human feces it was so gross and it was shocking and it was also funny because like i thought that i had already been shocked plenty by <laughs> armand <laughs> himself in this show but wow because it's like okay let's compare it to like succession when like kendall shits the bed and he wakes up and it turns out he has shit the bed you don't see him like actually going poop you see no, him we had, cleaning remember, his sheets we had to like rewind it and we're yeah like, wait did that just happen it's very quick it's very subtle you see brown <laughs> <laughs> but like you also are not really sure what you're looking at and then you just see him like throwing away the sheets or washing the sheets or whatever and it's like very sad (laughs) but this was like and you see two shots of the silhouette (laughs) 
and like and i guess i appreciate it was poop. so i did not i really didn't expect them to go there but that i guess this show it's like oh we'll go there mm-hmm. and um i guess you have to give him credit for that but wow i did i i was shocked and disgusted yeah as soon as i saw that i was like oh. jordan is going to be shocked <laughs> i was truly shocked i've never seen that on a tv show i've never watched a person do that on a show yeah i don't think i have either it was, it was shocking lot. it was so shocking okay last thing that i think we should talk about are just like the highlights for me molly shannon coming in was a true delight she was incredible And I loved every minute that she was on screen. She was perfect. She was so, she was so freaking funny and good. And so good at being so unlikable and terrible all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like while you, I loved seeing her there and I was like, oh my gosh, that would just be a freaking nightmare. Imagine telling people that, oh yeah, my mother-in-law showed up on my honeymoon. (laughs) So embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so wild. That was so funny. Um, let's see. One of my favorite parts that was early on, so it's like kind of got lost in the shuffle for me as with all the craziness that happens later. But mm-hmm. thinking about it, I one of my favorite parts was when Alexandra Daddario is getting advice from Connie Britton. And then she's like, oh, I've actually written an article about you. And Connie Britton's like, oh, yeah, I remember that article. She's like, I hated that. <laughs> like, that was terrible you're a bad journalist like all this stuff uh oh my gosh I it was like just thrilling to see that whole conversation go down because it was like the highest highs like yeah like solidarity like you got to do you girlfriend and then like oh you wrote that like and her just like (laughs) rip her a new one oh my Mm -hmm. gosh it was like it was it was like hard to watch but also just like really funny and really darkly funny and awkward and it was so funny I loved it yeah I feel like I saw a tweet that was like I would be so honored to have Connie Britton tell me I'm a bad writer (laughs) and like seriously same seriously oh one highlight also for me was just the music the music was like so effective and probably Mm -hmm. one of the biggest reasons why you're just like on the edge of your seat the entire time um it was so good I loved it big agree it was so yeah there was I mean that's the thing like I would say like 75% of the show was like so tense Mm -hmm. and if it weren't for the soundtrack I the soundtrack was doing like most of the work and yeah, like, I agree. Oh, wow. It was so good. I think lastly, we just have to give it up to Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, everyone is, everyone, know, everyone saw it, what we saw. She was incredible. Mm-hmm. Truly, like, we kind of, me and Taylor talked about this a little bit where it's like seeing Jennifer Coolidge play this role, which it's like, it's a version of the role she's played many times. Mm-hmm. But it went a lot deeper than I've ever seen her go doing that. And, like, the the highs and the lows of her character when she's on the boat <laughs> when, <during> the, <laughs> when they're trying to have a romantic dinner and she's there doing, like, a memorial service for her mom's ashes. 
And like true feeling true sadness from her character and like being really truly sad for her, but then also being so frustrated by her and happy for her at some points and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. like I really did love the scene when she just fully comes clean to uncle Rico and is like, Oh my gosh, me too. And she's just like, I, you like leave, like you do not want this. I'm completely crazy. Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are you kidding? Like whatever. He's like, I'm into (laughs) it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is like sweet. (laughs) It was like, yes. and, but like, you also are like, I'm so worried about her. It, she's just too much of a mess, but she's also so selfish. Um, But then seeing Jennifer Coolidge, the actress, talk about her character in these behind the scenes featurettes at mm-hmm. the end of every episode and like seeing a version of Jennifer Coolidge I've, I haven't really seen much mm-hmm. of, of her just be, like being serious and normal. And it was, like, thrilling to see the contrast, you know? Like, wow, I it was so it, just brilliant. I hope she gets awards for this, too. Her and Armand, for I, sure. For sure. I feel like it has to happen. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Everything's too good. Everything needs awards. And what happens when everything is that good? It's hard. All right, well... Who's your crush of the week? I have to give my crush to Steve Zahn. Um, Ooh. Saving. He was actually a highlight that I'm save. I was saving for crush time. Crush, crush discussion. Crush, crush discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, it was such interesting casting. Something I said to Taylor was that I could totally see that role being kind of written for Jason Bateman. And um, while I which I think is earth shattering and thank you mind boggling that you came up with that because it's spot on. Thank you. There were just some lines and some scenes that I'm like, wow, I literally could have seen Jason Bateman playing this as well. But something I was thinking about and like Steve Zahn is someone that like everyone's seen him in something, whether it's like I know him best from that thing you do. That's why he'll always have a place in my heart for other people. It's you've got mail, maybe. Or, like, Reality Bites. Like, he was just, like, kind of a character actor that was, like, kind of frozen in time for me, like, in the 90s and mm-hmm. 2000s-ish. And so casting him in this role, which is awesome for him, that's, like, this extremely buzzy show that's, like, and he has kind of been floating around ever since all those other things I just said. But, like, the then the power dynamic, if it had been someone else that's, like, maybe a, more famous... It's mm-hmm. like you needed that power dynamic of like Connie Britton, who's like a CEO, big time, like a celebrity CEO in the country. It's like imagine if we had like a female like Jeffrey Bezos, you know, mm-hmm. but like she's huge. And then like her husband needs to be like his whole role is like trying to kind of find his identity mm-hmm. and like his, which and it's like dumb. But it's like, where does he he like? feels emasculated it's like boohoo but like that's his character mm-hmm. and like i just feel like casting steve zahn was so brilliant because like the power dynamic is already interesting where like he is such a like lesser known actor and it's like if there was someone more famous i feel like that would have changed the the di- power dynamic of the characters a little bit mm-hmm. so that's the essay i'm writing about steve zahn <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he it. he like and i thought he like he looked great 
he has barely aged a day um truly it was he was so funny as the like that the family it's like i hated them but also they were one of my favorite see those are some of my favorite scenes to watch like the family interacting because it was like partly very relatable family vacation dynamics Mm -hmm. and also extremely unrelatable very selfish terrible people and Mm -hmm. anyway i just love steve zahn and i'm so happy that he was here yeah i'm happy we got to see that side of him and have him in such a lead role yeah okay my crush is lucas gage (laughs) (laughs) Um, great choice he he looks really hot in the show he looked cute with his hair pulled up like that (laughs) yeah um i wouldn't necessarily say i agree with all the things he does but also i think he has (laughs) Um, he could definitely file some sexual harassment claims against his employer, mm-hmm. but anyway, I just thought he was really cute and fun. And when I realized that he was Lucas Gage and like the same guy who posted that video, at, like the beginning of quarantine of a director saying that they couldn't hire him because he has he's living in a small apartment where you can see the cords of the TV. Like I just also loved that connection and I had to like go back and figure out what came first. And he had already done, they had already filmed white Lotus when that happened, unless he like saved that video and posted it later. But they had already filmed white Lotus before he posted that video. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I was just looking up. I was just quickly Googling him because I couldn't remember who the director was. And did it ever? Did they ever confirm who it was? Apparently, he they apologized. It was Tristram Tristram Shapiro, who like isn't to me not that famous, but I know he's worked a lot with like Tina Fey on like Thirty Rock, Kimmy Schmidt stuff, mm. maybe Mindy Project. I don't know. It was like so. It's kind of like, well, who are you to be? It's like you're not. You're no Steven Spielberg or something. But something that's funny is that the very first, like, you know, the people also ask questions when you Google mm-hmm. someone. It's the very first one is, did Lucas Gage get the part? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's fun. And it says, no, he, he did not. <laughs> that is really funny. He actually directed four episodes of Never Have I Ever. Are you serious? Which is very interesting and three episodes of four weddings and a funeral okay this so is he interesting is- because i feel like i remember mindy commenting on his thing and was like who is this hmm. oh my gosh oh sorry mindy it's just your best friend <laughs> <laughs> and also you, you don't him. recognize your best friend's voice <laughs> <laughs> wow i need to rewatch that video that video mm. was freaking hilarious i rewatched it today and it was funny that is so funny. I was glad it, he still had it posted. Wow, kudos to him. All right, well, White Lotus, so much to talk about. We barely skimmed the surface. Yeah, for real. And would love to talk about it for hours and hours. So hit us up if you've watched. Let us know if you have any conflicting opinions. We'd love to hear it. Catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.